And now we're back with another episode of Food in the Hood. The Hood. That's right. <laughs> and <laughs> what a weird, crazy time yeah. to be alive right now. Right.、Uh, so. to, to give you a little bit of clarification, the date of recording today is March 22nd, 2020.、Uh, we know that the past three months have been,、um, there has been a global pandemic. Uh, that has been on everyone's minds, and there are a lot of us ca- currently being quarantined at home.、Um, so, we wanted to touch upon the coronavirus topic again. We did a little episode about it a couple episodes back, I believe. But we want to talk about it more today, and especially about the role of processed foods、um, and how that plays out in this global scenario right now. Yeah. So, before we start processed food, do you want to kind of give an update where you are and where I am? And kind of. <laughs> sure. Well, like where I am physically? Yeah. Well, right now I'm at home、uh, in Chicago where I work.、Um, and I've been working from home since Monday, and today is Sunday. So, for the past seven days, I have been literally at home,、um, never really left other than to get groceries. And to get food from the delivery man、um, or de- delivery person. Yeah, so that's where I am. What about you, Ben? Yeah, pretty much the same. I'm in、uh, New York and、uh, I've been you know, also formally working from home since last Monday. And never really had, yeah, well, other than getting groceries and、uh, getting food from the Deliver services、uh, hasn't really gone out either. Yeah, and I think、uh, it's a lot worse in New York City, right? I think you are guys are surpassing 10,000 cases already. Yeah,、like、by, by the time that this episode gets out, it's probably going to be worse.、Uh, yeah, yeah, currently yeah. it's close to 10,000. It's,、uh, I think it's 8,000 something,、uh, close、mm-hmm. to 9,000.、Um, but yeah, so that kind of gets us to think about. Um, all these panic shopping, right? That,、uh, that has, been, yes. has been going on in, in the US,、uh, actually everywhere, like not just in large, these hot spots of where the coronavirus is,、um, also in、mm-hmm. some other more,、um, you know, less severe area, people also started panic shopping. Yep, that's right. Because toilet paper is the number one item <laughs>、yeah. to be worried about during the time of pandemic.、Right. Yeah.、Um. So, which is technically possible, right? If you're alone at well, home and you have foodborne、know. illnesses, and, you know, probably <laughs> toilet paper is pretty important. I mean,、uh, I feel like the first thing I would buy would be rice and beans or something, but, you know,、mm-hmm. different people, different priorities, I guess. Right. And、yeah. definitely another thing,、uh, another type of item that people buy a lot are、um, it's food, right? Different t y p e of food um, are,、mm-hmm. um, and also bottled water. Bottled water is also. Yeah. yeah. I think people are worried that this could shut down,、um, you know. Like kind of the essential, essential service type of、um, yeah. like water supply.、Um, Or water, water clarification systems. Exactly.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that just kind of g e t us to think because、um, essentially, if you're getting food from a grocery store other than the produce,、uh, well, depends on how you count it. Like, 
pretty much everything in the grocery store is somewhat processed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even you know apple that has wax on it, right? That's、mm-hmm. technically counted as a processed food because you did something to it after harvesting it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know that a lot of people have been stocking up on canned food,、um, canned tuna. They have also been stocking up on frozen food, you know,、mm-hmm. stuff of that nature that can last people for a couple of weeks without them having to venture outside and risk going to the grocery store. So I think when people think of processed food from a consumer perception. They kind of see it as very different from when you first harvest it off a tree or from an animal, right?、Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the more you do to it, the more processed they think it is. Yeah, sort of the、um, the, the the sense of external, right? The the foreign sense of、uh, the nature, something that was disruptive or invasive of the food itself、um, as a、mm-hmm. um, biological organism. Right, basically,、right. like this is not how my grandma did it. That kind of, you know, this is not natural, or yeah, this has right, been, like、mm-hmm. touched and you know toyed with too much, or something like that. I think yeah, it's it's kind of hard to properly define processed food because you know consumers see it one way, right? And from a food science perspective, I think some of it also see it differently, right? What does minimal minimally processed mean when it's put on a Packaging.、Um, I think these are all definitions that don't exactly line up between consumers and other people, and even between consumers, that term differs too in their mind. So, yeah. So,、um, Amanda, as a as a consumer, what、yes. what is the most processed food that you can think of, or under、Oof. under your own impression? The most processed food. That is actually really, maybe like a, <laughs> maybe like a Beyond Meat burger. I won't. I, 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 I'm sorry to bring up Beyond again. Like literally, we probably brought them up in seven episodes. They should just give us a sponsorship by now. But my point is, <laughs> the reason I see it as being processed is because it uses a lot of different ingredients that、mm-hmm. has undergone some form of. Processing, right? So, for instance, I don't know. I'm not speaking for Beyond Meat, but I'm speaking for like a lot of these vegan patties.、Um, they might have pea protein isolate. I,、uh-huh. There's a lot of steps that goes into turning peas into a pea protein isolate. You have to extract it,、um, isolate it, and you know. Etc. And then even things like soy lecithin or other emulsifiers, like these are items that you know from crop to the ingredient. There's a lot of processes in between. And then in addition to that, you're mixing all of these ingredients later on into a patty. So I think from that perspective, I can see it being classified as quite processed by some people. I'm not saying it's healthy or not healthy. I'm just saying that it's processed. Yeah.、Um, so actually, so. Because your definition involves not only that food itself, but also the ingredients. Like how many、exactly. degrees of、uh, processing has been done to the ingredients to make it to that particular、uh, material? Right, 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 right. right.、Uh-huh. Like people might think that potato chips are also processed because you know you had the 
harvest it, you have to wash it, you have to slice it, fry it, season it, etc. So like for that one, you're processing it in a multitude of steps. So I think for people that also counts as processed food. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that really is. Um, well, then what's what counts? What counts as processing? Yeah, what? That's a great question. What counts yeah. and who defines it, mm-hmm. right? I'm not sure if FDA has a legal definition for. I don't uh, know, but but like it, that definition probably is coming from a food safety standpoint, right? Because the if we're talking about processing, uh, the primary purpose of this is to make food safe and to extend the shelf life. So to Exactly. Uh, yeah. Make it safe yeah. to consume and uh, make it uh, less likely to go bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think people don't understand. Sometimes they're like, oh, look, there are all these preservatives in my food. That's not good for me. I mean, it, E. coli and salmonella is also definitely not good for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like The reason food is processed historically, traditionally, is to extend shelf life, right? If we go back... 2000 years you see people drying meat and salting meat and curing meat that's a way of processing and that's a way to keep your meat for longer right yeah that's so i think that's the that's the goal of processing like processing isn't just to um well there's a commercial component of it right because mm-hmm. it's adding convenience um but at the same time the the original goal or original reason why processing was invented was because of uh, safety and spoilage concerns. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, there is that secondary component of you know you want to make the food taste better, have more flavor, look better, and more visually appealing. Like that's definitely a reason too. But I think mm-hmm. that people sometimes forget. Like it's not just about making food. You know, there, there's a reason processed food exists and grew into um, such a mainstream product, right? Yeah, and, so. and that's really, I mean, it's everywhere. Like People have yeah. processed food. Um, like, like, I can't really think of any food that's non-processed. If we're really thinking about something external has been done to the food. Mm-hmm, yeah, I, if you're talking about going to like a wet market and getting fish from a fishmonger who just killed that fish like mm-hmm. maybe it's not really that process like yeah that's but I true don't think... farmer's market might be the only place that you can right um well i mean in the context of the u.s right yeah but if your fishmonger debones your fish for you does that mean your fish is processed you yeah. know there's a little gray area there i think mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I mean, but, all the all the so-called produce in grocery stores are somewhat processed, right? Mm-hmm. There's yeah. uh, the triple Washed. wash, yeah, yep. and and you can see them right when when, when they in the um, refrigerators, uh, they spray water to it, right? That, that does that count as a processing step? It, right, the, right. I, I mean, it does something to the to the vegetable, and yeah. all the potatoes were essentially. Um, I wouldn't say dirt free, but they're they're quite cleaner than how it was looking from the field, right? When it was mm-hmm. first uh, harvested, potatoes are mm-hmm. are dirty, um, but 
the reason why it wasn't dirty that or that dirty in the grocery store was because of washing. Yeah, no, I think you're right.、Um, and you know, it's interesting you mentioned the farmers market and how it probably doesn't have as much processed food. That just got me thinking about the whole role of.、Um, You know, processed food and modern convenience, right?、Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to, you know, get fresh tofu and you know, bell peppers and meat, and then like make a nice, wonderful stew. But I think for a lot of us, that's not a reality. You know, getting fresh fruits and vegetables and meat every couple of days. I I think a lot of us in at least industrialized societies,、um, we have a lot of other things going on and. You know,、mm-hmm. because of processed food, it allows us to cook for ourselves in a more convenient way, or to feed ourselves, or to allow us to snack and, and get you know calories and nutrition in a way that is easier、um, for us than having to you know go into the kitchen and prepare a whole meal. Yeah, exactly, and and it's also how processed food also powers the restaurant. Right, the entire、mm-hmm. restaurant industry relies heavily on、um, somewhat, some degrees of、um, prepared or processed food. Right, right, like liquid eggs, you know. Yes, exactly. Like, or, or can you imagine、like, cracking all those eggs and to、uh-huh. make omelets for like a thousand people in, in like a hotel banquet or something? <laughs> yeah, or I, I mean, you, even just like as simple as a. Uh, hamburger bun, right? Those buns、mm-hmm. are not made on site. Well, well some high-end restaurant they do, but a lot of times、mm-hmm. they're, you know, most likely it will, will come from a different source. It could be another local bakery that they contract and to get into these、um, freshly、right. baked bread. But that was still processed. Right, right. They were not made. Not like a commercial kitchen would be able to make everything from scratch. Right, so yeah, yeah, processing、definitely. involves in these、um, different steps, and you know、right. it provides convenience, and it also it's somewhat just a reality, like you said, where you you just can't do it all,、um, you know, from、yeah. more of a vertical standpoint of doing food preparation. Yeah, because in the past, you know, like if you look at the hunter gatherer lifestyle, they basically spent most of their time, like. Well, not most of their time, but their time spent working is essentially time spent looking for food <laughs> and cooking. Yeah,、right? that's that's more or less like the quarantine life right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except we have instant noodles, so we can do it in five、yeah. minutes if we really want to. But and that that, that is that that would be my answer for the most processed food, in my opinion. Oh, instant noodles! Oh my god, I didn't、yeah. even think of it. Yeah, yeah, it is very heavily processed. It is.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe we can talk a little bit about just categorize、um, what traditional food processing entails and what modern methods on an industrial level includes, right? Yeah, sure.、Um, so we kind of already touched on a lot of them, right? Simple heating is a is、mm-hmm. a way of processing food. If you're making a dough and bake it into bread、yeah. or into other pastry items, that's a way of processing. Um, mm-hmm. And we've touched on fermentation in the past, where、right? we right. went through the uh, uh, gut microbiome episode, and that was a lot of fermentation discussed. And that was、mm-hmm. uh, it's a way of processing food. 
Yeah, it's a way of dropping pH levels so that it's safe and it keeps for a longer time, right? Mm -hmm. So there's the safety element to it too. There's the safety element to the heat treatment you mentioned because heat kills a lot of, you know, spoilage Mm -hmm. and pathogenic bacteria. There's also pickling. So dropping the, um, not dropping, adding salt and, you know, not allowing a lot of the pathogenic and spoilage organisms to grow they're smoking drying curing etc yeah so so these methods um they're they're multifunctional right so 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 they they keep food safe extends shelf life of food and it also adds a lot of flavor flavor. yeah exactly exactly so i mean traditional methods these are all sort of what we call traditional methods Uh, traditional methods are always multifunctional and this is coming mm-hmm. from the wisdom from the um, human civilization, like we can say, right? right? Like these, right. out of all the other other methods that we don't know of, or sometimes in the history book that are getting lost uh, through the history, like these things stayed because they mm-hmm. are prone to be most efficient and they have, mo- they provide very many values from different aspects. Yeah. And then on the modern processing methods in terms of looking at it from like what would people do at a manufacturing plant, there's pasteurization because, you know, pasteurized milk and pasteurized juice yep. keeps them safe for longer. Mm-hmm. Um, ultra heat treatment. So if you've ever had those Tetra Pak um, beverages where it's like a little carton and it has like a UHT sign, mm-hmm. that's that's that's. Um, yeah, that's ultra heat treatment. So that's when you apply really high heat for a very short amount of time. And actually, I found it really interesting. I was talking to my coworkers, but in Malaysia, and I think in quite a few European European countries, we drink UHT milk quite a lot. Like they sell yeah. it at cafeterias and school mm-hmm. and whatnot. But I feel like that's not really a thing here in U.S. I think U.S. never got quote unquote converted um to yeah. to UHT milk because uh, because of a few things I, the most predominant reason was because of the flavor of the cooked flavor in milk mm-hmm. that was not desired by american general right and then i think another thing was also the technique that were adopted back then i think it was 80s or something had a bad connotation with it say that mm-hmm milk should be coming uh, from fresh the, yeah or at least coming from a fridge um it should be fresh it shouldn't be just sitting there in like a pack um that has been sitting on the shelf for three months right 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 but but i mean that the, these are these are just like pure consumer resistance that didn't make uh uht milk a thing in the u.s um yeah. but i mean it's it's virtually everywhere uh in in china brazil Many countries in the uh, in, in Europe, um, and even in Australia and New Zealand, there are a lot of UHT milk, um, mm-hmm. which are the primary source of actually uh, milk consumption, liquid milk consumption. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I didn't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah. So I think a lot of, I mean, you brought up a good point, right? A lot of times when it comes to processed food, even though it might be something that is very beneficial in terms of allowing you to store milk for a long time, right? Like, a lot of stores are running out of fresh milk and eggs 
um, because of this whole coronavirus pandemic here mm-hmm. in the U.S., right? If people were okay with the taste of UHT milk, you know, that's mm. an option that people could have yeah. for a longer time. But so, like you said, a lot of time it is consumer resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, be it a flavor issue or just a perceived negative health benefit. Yeah, exactly. Processing and, methods and like these type of more modern techniques. Well, actually, pasteurization has been around for a while, but it's still considered more of an industrial, modern type of um, processing technique, right?、Mm-hmm. These techniques are typically a little bit far away from consumers. Like you can't、right. really do UHT on your own, right? <laughs> that'd be that'd、yeah. be kind of bad.、Uh, <laughs> um, In many many ways. <laughs> yeah, right. So, and, and let alone like high pressure processing or some、yeah. some other some other more.、Um, I don't want to be very negative about this, but、um, you can do. Irradiation on food, right? Low dose、oh, yeah. radiation or, for spices and whatnot. Yeah. yeah, there was a new term for it. It wasn't. They're、really? not calling it irradiation because it's. I think irradiation just sounds too scary to the、uh, average consumer. There's some, like <gasps> radiation, like some nuclear beam, radiation, like electro beam. Electro beam. Yeah. Let me. Let me. Electro pulse field. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. Something. Along those lines, that are essentially more ambiguous of what it is, right, right. But actually, could work、uh, better.、Um, pulse field, pulse electric field. Yes. PEF. Hmm. So, like、yeah. these type of things, you just can't do it on a, a consumer level, and they're、yeah. very particular. Capital intensive. Yeah.、Uh, yes.、Uh, they're expensive, and they're also serve a single single function. Right. They they're they're doing、mm-hmm. it for a very precise reason. Like UHT、right. ultra heat treatment is to kill bacteria in a very short amount of time to extend and ensure long shelf life of beverages, and that's、mm-hmm. like the sole goal of this thing. It doesn't add. That much flavor. In fact, people didn't really like too much of the flavor in the U.S.、Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't have many other impacts of the food. So these are like kind of what the modern processing methods are are leaning towards、yeah. too, right? They're very they're they're very、um, specific on what they're doing. Right, right, right. They're very application specific, and I think really when it's something that consumers are not familiar with, right? Like、mm-hmm. UHT, what is that? Or Oh,、uh, irradiation. That sounds scary because there's that gap, and it doesn't. It's not something that people can do at home, and not something that was developed by, you know, the average home chef. There is that element of, oh, this is kind of unknown. Is it safe for us、mm-hmm. in our foods? And I think one thing that people can probably take away from this is that think about what your food supply would look like if you didn't have pasteurized juice, right?、Mm-hmm. Like. If you didn't have high pressure processing, what would your food supply look like? Because there is a reason that industry uses these practices. Like the industry doesn't want to make people sick. In fact, if they do, it will come and bite them in the ass because they'll get tons of lawsuits. Yeah,、right? so, exactly.、Um, I think that people are often way too worried about. Potential chemical hazards and risk, when they should really be more concerned about microbiological hazards and risks associated with the food supply, because、mm-hmm. that's the main source of problems for、yes. the food supply in terms of making people sick, right? 
totally yeah well i mean it's just it's a bigger public health concern overall Mm-hmm. Like right. I would take that sodium benzoate preservative in my beverages. Thank you very much, mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I don't want to get you know sick from I don't know yeah. E. coli or like spoilage organisms it will make it taste bad too. So. Yeah, yeah. And on that note, um, because of the COVID nineteen situation right now, um, there are many people that are posting, right, posting about different informations and just also reflections on the current situations. And um, so I came across this post from one of the person from IFT. Uh, this, this lady mentioned that, you know, the highest honor or the highest award for IFT, which is Institute of Food Technologist, so it's a professional organization for uh, food professionals and food science uh, researchers. It, it's, um, this this highest award is named after Nicholas uh, Apert, a- Apert uh, who is A-P-P-E-R-T. the A P P E R T. Yes, okay. uh, it's uh, father of Canning. He is uh, father of Canning. So this this is actually a really old guy, right? From probably the 17th century. Uh, this mm-hmm. person exists, and he developed a way of canning food. So canned food, mm-hmm. um, it's canning is a way of preserving food, processed food. Right and and it's a it 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 had a tremendous impact on the human civilization pure, uh, process. Oh yeah. Right. Definitely. So without camp food, um, many people might not be survived from various natural disasters and quite honestly, the COVID nineteen included. Right. Right now mm-hmm. we're in this crisis, and thanks to camp food, like seriously. Um, as one of probably the most important way of preserving and processed food. This thing exists, mm-hmm. yeah. and we're able to live um, as who we are right now and without right. being bothered too much. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't have to go out every day or every few days to get fresh groceries, right? Like you said, there's canned food, there's mm-hmm. frozen food, but I definitely agree, I think, the beauty of canned food is it can last for a, a really long time and it's not energy intensive. Like frozen food is energy intensive because to keep it frozen in your freezer, that takes a ton of energy. But yeah. canned food is just kind of there, right? It's kind of sitting in the back of your cupboard. You forget about it until COVID-19 hits and you're like, oh my God, oh my big beans. Yeah. This is the time <laughs> to eat them. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really sort of the hidden underdog who is the hero um, mm-hmm. of this whole situation yeah which it but, still is and the, the 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 more severe uh of the situation probably more of a value of canned food or shelf stable food in general yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and even like army rations have you ever seen those youtube videos of people eating army food Oh, yeah, those dehydrated food. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. dehydrated or even preserved in other ways. Like yeah. Some of those kits can last for a couple of years. Uh-huh, yeah, And that's exactly. kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. I think about, like, if I just made, I don't know, pasta at home, like, it, at best it would keep for a couple of days in a fridge. But how do we make pasta be able to keep for, like, three or four years and still not taste too bad? I think mm-hmm. that really speaks to the extent of how much this technology has developed. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the last point that we want to make is kind of the reflection on the history to see when processed food became mainstream. So, like, there was the TV dinners、uh, in the '60s and '70s, where people started to think, "Oh, like, why don't we just take a tray that was pre-packed? Everything was ready. You just get stick to the oven, heat it up, and、mm-hmm. there's voila, there's dinner." Right, so everybody yeah, don't have、yeah. to leave the couch to eat, <laughs> uh, and um, and also the ready to eat and ready to drink、um, snacking culture of the current. Yep. Right. So right now, yeah, snacks are huge.、Uh, if you talk to food companies,、um, a lot of interest in new snack development, and that、mm-hmm. comes from the current culture of snacking. Yeah. Of- Every two three hours in between meals, like snacking is really big in the U.S.、Mm-hmm. I think more so than Malaysia, definitely. Yeah, yeah,、um, yeah. But or even going to the gym for a workout, and after that, you want a ready to drink protein shake, and it's all it's so easy, right?、Mm-hmm. And you can get ready to eat.、Um, I don't know, like salad or whatever it is that has been prepacked. It's it's really we are really living in an age of convenience. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and I think yeah,、um, that's pro. Go on. No, I mean just processed food equals convenience. Yep. There's no doubt about that. Shelf life. Yep, definitely.、Mm-hmm. So、uh, with that, you know, there are also some pushbacks, and that's、uh, from just just mentioning like we've probably said processed food fifty times in this episode already. <laughs> right. That's that that's、yeah. gonna get people uncomfortable. Like some people、yeah. will, will be uncomfortable to hear processed food, this this <laughs> this, this phrase, right? Because the 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 perceived、um, notion of being processed is oftentimes related to like unhealthy, not natural. Right.、Uh, right. People of- think like, oh, it's gonna be like potato chips and margarine and oh, bad、mm-hmm. stuff. It's gonna clog my arteries. Bad. <laughs> yeah. I think people kind of connect it to that, but yeah, like you said, people perceive it as being not natural and unhealthy. And I think, but I think, processed food is still here to say stay. But despite what people are saying, right?、Mm-hmm. And it's it it, it it's. I don't know. People might not like the idea of it, but in a time of need, people are gonna turn to shelf-stable processed food because you still need to feed yourself. Yes, yes, and I, I mean that's given the situation and the, the the current day and age that we're living in. There's no other way out, right? So processed food. That's why,、um, you know, right now we're under this kind of lockdown situation. But、um, food processing facilities are considered absolute essential to yeah for 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 definitely yeah for state、uh, like New York now is under full lockdown like hundred percent non essential workers stay at home、mm-hmm. uh, I'm part of the non essential but a lot of the food industry colleagues are essential、mm-hmm. to exactly yeah to 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 the society for for its to、yeah. function it needs、yeah. <laughs> like processing food right. Right, 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 right,、uh, right. No, you're completely right. Like we're not going out to restaurants to eat. A lot, a lot of people are eating at home. They're not even getting delivery. They're just cooking from home. And、mm-hmm. can you imagine if everything just expires in a day because it's not processed or made 
to have extended shelf life. People will be going out to buy groceries like every day. Yeah, that's like you know. It's probably gonna result in a lot of more cases. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh well. So long live processed oh. foods. <laughs> <laughs> I, what do, I feel like we might get haters from this episode. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if you're feeling anxious about us saying the word process, we'll say the word natural and organic about 50 times <laughs> just to get you to feel just better to again. Just to make it up, yeah. Yeah, right. we, we'll balance it out a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So on that topic, uh, we'll, we'll enter our uh, new food product segment. Yes. So if you didn't know about this segment, we started doing it at the end of each episode uh, for the past few episodes where we talk about a new food product that we've tried and our thoughts, etc. Mm-hmm. So what, 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 what's a new f- processed food item that you have had? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thinking there, there has been quite a few. <laughs> mm-hmm. Since you stock up on groceries? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think canned tuna. So I bought a few different types of canned tuna from a nearby Korean grocery store. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the same Korean grocery store I mentioned in every episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you know how you can buy canned tuna, but in uh, like Korean grocery marts sometimes sell canned tuna in different flavors. Mm-hmm. So there's like jajang flavor, which is black bean flavored yeah. tuna. And there's like different, just different combinations going on. But I just found that really interesting. And I never really used canned tuna up till recently. And when I opened it, I wasn't sure if I should drain the water or not before I make my tuna salad. So like there's all these new learning experiences mm-hmm. <laughs> connected to using canned tuna. That's but funny. yeah, I... Canned tuna with mayo is actually really good. Just straight up that. Hmm. Like wrap it in rice and then wrap it in seaweed. Like it's a meal. Hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah. So that's how you cook it. What about you? Yep. Uh I don't even apply heat. I don't cook it. I just mix it with mayo and Mm -hmm. put it in rice and seaweed. Nice. Um, I I mean, I can share this one, which is um, a alcohol-free beer or some people call it a um a malt beverage mm-hmm. it's um uh, it's called all free it's from the japanese brand uh santori uh oh, this is okay. you know it's essentially carbonated beverage that tastes kind of like beer all right mm-hmm. so it's um it's uh very sparkling it has a lot of um carbonation in it um uh, a little bit of sweetness, um, you, you know, definitely tastes like a beer uh, for for the most part. So there's part. like the bitter hoppiness is there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's yeah. it, it's trying to mimic one of those like crisp lager type of beer. So it's actually oh. not very hoppy um, okay. or bitter. Um, there is some bitterness in it, but um, I think it's it, it makes me think of making one of these. Um, you know zero alcohol product right one of the yeah. challenges is to have the stable or somewhat stable foam head uh, of mm-hmm. of a beer which is typically resulted in uh, its protein foams from actually mm-hmm. making beer right so for for these type of formulated beverages it's, it's one of the difficulties and i i read the ingredient label i didn't really find anything that was contributing to to the stabilization um but 
was it as foamy as regular beer to you? Uh, no. Well, a, a few degrees less, but it's not the worst of uh of what I have had in this. Huh. You know, alcohol-free category. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the whole non-alcoholic drink trend has been really taking off.、Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people. Are very into mocktails, and mocktails have always kind of been a thing. But I feel like it's kind of it's growing a little bit more these days. People want like the social enjoyment and the feelings、um, that are related to drinking with friends. But sometimes they don't want as much alcohol. So I think this、yeah. is like like an interesting niche place.、Um, That I, I mean, I would totally buy it. I like、mm-hmm. the taste of beer. I just can't drink that much, <laughs> like half a pint, and I'm like red and my、uh, bones hurt. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I think this is a good space. I am interested to see what other products come out、mm-hmm. from this space. Yeah. So that's a wrap of this episode. Yeah. And you、that's、can a wrap. find us on、uh, various podcast platforms that you listen. Um, you can contact us at fih、uh, podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, and we'll be back soon with another episode because Ben and I are just stuck at home. Yeah, <laughs> most podcasting weekends with nothing is, to do. So great recreation activity. Exactly. So be on the lookout. We'll probably be publishing another one fairly soon. Okay. Till next time. Bye. All right. Bye.